This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG cast. Welcome back to another episode of the MFG Cast. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> kind of uh, a weird accent you had. Yeah, I know. I don't know where I was going with it, but I did it anyway. It yeah. Lots of fun. You were German last time? Yeah, I was German last time. Oh. Back to German, and now I can't get away from the German. Oh, it says the MFG Cast. Yeah, oh, see, terrible. I can't even try. <laughs> The MFG cat. Oh. Who's saying mine's even good? I just like to do it. It's fun. He's much better than I am at that. <laughs> I work on it in front of my mirror, going, "You can You won't get away from me. You won't get away from me, Doctor Jones." No. Oh. That's. I think that just degenerated. I think I got worse. Oh, buddy. Yuck. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about the expansion for Unfair, which includes the themes Alien, B movie, Dinosaur, and Western. If you listen to our Gen Con preview, we had talked about talking to Good Games Publishing about their certain games, and we were excited to play this expansion. So thanks to Good Games Publishing for letting us have a review copy of this so we could play it. But before we get into that, let's talk about what we've been playing recently. Um, so I was actually able to introduce you, Tracy, into Horrified. We found a copy at Target. Um, actually... The first time we first time I played it was with Mike, and uh, that was Mike's game. But uh, I thought, God, this would be a good good family game for us to have. So I decided to get it for us and introduce it to to Tracy. And we played this two player, and we played the intro game again with Dracula and the creature from the Black Lagoon. And man, just the, the only two times I played this is the both the intro games just introducing. Once to me and Mike, and then once to Tracy. Like, I still really like this game, and I'm excited to see uh, how we can make it more challenging and kind of, you know, see if it's going to be, you know, how much more difficult it's going to be. When the first time when I played with Mike, like, I felt like we just dominated this game, and we really just kind of, you know, defeated the monsters really quickly nobody got you know beat none of our characters got beat none of the not bystanders what are the what are villagers? the other? villagers yeah. yeah no none of the villagers got beat but man when me and you played it's like villagers left and right were getting well and it could have it could have well i would imagine it all depends on the cards that you draw and the people you pick mm-hmm. and what their i don't want to say powers but kind of what their powers allow to do whether you can help each other every time or whether you can move them away. Because these guys just, and our roles sucked, yeah. I think, but we still ended up winning. Yeah, yeah, we still ended up, you know, making it, I think. By one, yeah. By one, what do you mean? When, 
the if we wouldn't have beat them if we would have gotten to that skull or whatever on that track we would have lost right we uh we were at seven already on it well no it goes to six and then the skull we were at like a five Mm, i thought it goes to like eight but, well, okay. I don't know. Yeah, but we but it was really, really close. close. Yeah, it was really we were close. very close. And I it, and it's funny because when me and Mike played, our characters I thought were the best, had the best abilities in the game, and I thought we did pretty handily. But I thought our characters that we had, me and you, I thought I thought our characters were pretty good too. It's just I feel like we didn't use them as much as maybe we should have. I guess like my my character special ability, I think I used more than yours, where it was. I can move to any spot where another player was, so I would always move yeah, to where you your spot was to kind of get, you know, around the board more. And yours was like a plus one to an plus ability. Plus one strength. Yeah. But you were collecting all of the. I was using. I was. I was collecting. Was it Frankenstein? No. No. Who was that? Dracula. Was Dracula. Using... You were collecting all of the coffins, so yeah. that would have been beneficial for me to collect the coffins versus. Mm-hmm. The other stuff. But. I, I think it's just where the items started out. Like, it was a lot yeah. easier for me to grab them, unfortunately. So that's that's yeah, kind of how okay. I mess things up. We, but, we worked it out. But yeah. So what you, would you think of this game? I liked it. I would like to play with some other guys. Yeah. And see what it... And I didn't, um, I didn't know what we were doing in the game. So I just picked a character and didn't really look at their, their abilities to um, be able to play the game. Yeah. And that's what um, they say in the beginning. But I kind of liked that. That's what I've kind of been doing in games in general is when you're like, pick a guy. And I'm like, oh, this one's cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really reading their abilities because I I want to be able to utilize it no matter what. Uh-huh. Because you always have that one guy in the bunch that does isn't as powerful as somebody else. And they need, they need play too, man. You can't always use that hero. You got to use the zero? I don't know. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> anyway, so I just picked whomever. But they, her abilities were good too, so. Yeah. And it's funny too because it says in the beginning to just randomly hand stuff people. Or, <laughs> wow. Dyslexia hand just, stuff. Hand stuff people. Dyslexia just, just really hit me hard. So, you know, it just says randomly hand randomly hand you know, characters to people where when you get into more challenging stuff where you can fight, you know, in the, in the, the learn how to play, you only play two against two monsters, but you could play up to four monsters. Cause there's what invisible man I saw. Yeah. And Wolfman, Bride of, Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein. and Frankenstein together. Yeah. But, um, they say that, you know, when you get into the, mo- those more difficult categories, then you can start, you know, deciding, okay, who's going to work better you know, what character is going to work better with whom and, you know, and then, yeah. you know, figure out a strategy on how you're going to defeat these guys. So I like that, that, that it's a good mix of like, you know, you can plan for different things or you can just do like we did. Just pick a random guy and go for it and hope, yeah. hope for the best. So it, it's one of those games that I think it's... It, From zero to hero. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of those games that unfortunately may be left behind eventually because just in the hobby, we're just... We're so so quick to go to the next thing, but I really enjoy this game, and I think it's going to be one of those games that's going to be underappreciated. Hopefully, it doesn't, but I really enjoy it, so it was nice to get another yeah. plan. And it was cool to see it at Target. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, another game we played last night, where we another game we played last night, or well, it doesn't matter when you're listening to this I because it could be last night, it could be whenever. Uh, we got to play 
Emotep the Duel, which we got a review copy from Thames and Thames and Cosmos, which was awesome. Thank you. So what did you think about this game? Well, we're gonna do a review down the road. Yeah. Well, what's let's just say what's your initial? Well, yeah, because I don't feel like we've played it enough to be able to give a full um, full review full review on yeah, it. Definitely. And we're gonna do a review later. I had no idea what to think of this game. I didn't know anything about it, and we they sent us this copy, and we thought, well, we'll play it because we really like the original game. And I don't think it it has some pieces of the original Imhotep game, but it's it's interesting how much they have altered it for two players. Yeah, it's totally different. I thought you were gonna totally kick my butt. And you didn't. Nope. And it turned the other way, but it was an interesting game. I think they, I don't want to say completely revamped it and made it different from the original, but they did make it different enough. Yeah. So you don't have to be like, okay. I already have have, this game. Yeah. I have, why do I need this two player duel? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think it's definitely, it's definitely a different aspect of the series, which is cool. So. Yeah, it has some of the same concepts of sending ships out, but the ships are already there. Mm-hmm. You just have the items to be able to kind of claim what you want, but it's in a grid fashion instead. Yeah. I and almost, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I feel like it's like it's like chess with Emotep. It's interesting. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, so more on that once we pl- get a few more plays in it, and then we talk about we uh, do a review coming up here pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, another. Uh, lastly, a game I'll talk about that... Me and Mike always kind of bring to the table every once in a while. We played the Pathfinder Avenger card game again. And, you know, just like any game, I hate when you get to a point and you're like, I'm never going to win this part. And I hate that I I hate that it happens. Me and Mike played the scenario called, let me look it up here quick. I have it on my phone. It is called The Fort in Peril. And it's basically this this fort, this home base where you're at and all these ogres are overrunning and trying to take over this fort and you're trying to fight them off and you need a lot more strength than this than anything else and if you know of pathfinder and uh D and stuff like that every every character has their strengths and weaknesses in different categories well you know mike is a sorcerer um and then my guy was a gunslinger so you think oh yeah you know maybe it should work out pretty good well guess what our strengths weren't very good in this game and you needed more strength and melee in this game than anything so unfortunately my uh 15th member of the wu-tang clan skizza ended up dying i love this guy i'm too i'm just i'm so sad that he had to die the the rat gunslinger skizza uh skizza. So rest in peace brother uh, he's been crying about it every night. yes exactly i love that guy too much but unfortunately he just he couldn't stand up and he died mike got away we still failed but mike got away with his character so uh, hopefully so I So do you get another character? Then? Yes, I get to pick another character and I picked a guy, I picked a, a female character that is very good in a lot of different things, but also very good in strength. So hopefully, you know, talking about that whole thing with Horrified, trying to, you know, get a strategy where we can get past this thing, because this is the third time we've played the scenario and lost. So do you name the characters or do they have names? They have their own names. Oh, so- it sounded totally <laughs> like he would have named this I, guy. Yeah, like I wish I had a, I wish I had enough uh, creativity to call Skizza Skizza, but are that you sure that's name. what his name oh, is? Oh, that's totally what his name is. It's amazing. Skizza. I love it. 
Rest waka, in peace, waka, 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 <laughs> All right, so that's Holy what we've been cow. playing recently. Isn't right. that isn't Pathfinder one that you want me to try to play? Yes, I. You know, you keep thinking like, oh, Ooh. I might not like it, but like. Yeah. It's 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 the best things of role playing in a card game, and it's a lot. And of fun. I'm really into ro- role playing. Uh, yeah, the thing is, though, it's a card game. It's I'm not kidding. A I know game. I'm kidding. It's a card game. Just with story. Come on. Wow, everybody. So, I, I Yikes. Think she, I think she would like it. So if you think that Tracy would like it, please tell her on Twitter and Facebook. Please, so play that damn game. Tell me no. No. Say yes. Because it would be fun. No, no, no. Well, you've already said no, so. No, I haven't. No, he, ha- no, he hasn't even okay. tried. He just mentioned yeah, it. No, it's okay. You don't, you don't love I'm me. That's open. cool. That's cool. Wow. Podcast over. Podcast complete. <laughs> beep boop, beep boop. Podcast complete. Pad- podcast. Close right. this podcast Enough. or it Enough will blow of that. up. Enough okay. of that. Why are we doing this? All right, let's get know. into our Hey, review. let's talk about... Unfair the expansion. Yeah. By Good Games Publishing. That's right. Adds a little more stuff to it. It's got the alien B movie, dinosaur and western themes in it. And I don't really want to go over too much of Unfair because we've talked about this in the past, but just a little highlight of it or whatever. But building your own theme park, basically, you're adding like like roller coasters and yeah, attractions. attractions, guest services. You've got people that are helping you out. You basically use your star power, which is how many people are coming to your to your park, and you use that f- to get your income to build more and more. And there's ways of like you know vamping up and making your more park more beautiful. But you're also you can use cards to destroy your stuff to build more stuff in yours. But you can destroy other stuff for other people. And then there's also events that happen during the game that. Will make be, it unfair. That's right. Make it Ooh. fair at first, but then unfair towards the end. So it just kind of makes it, you know, interesting. Yeah. So before we played the expansion, I had to play several games of the base game because I had never played it before. Yeah, that's right. And then I realized, uh, why have I never played this game before? <laughs> I want this game. Well, I can't find it anywhere. Yeah, that's that's the unfortunate part about this is you can find the expansion for this, but it's really hard to find the base base game because they haven't they haven't made any more copies that are available at the moment. So I'm kind of kicking myself because they had the base game at Gen Con, but we didn't get it. I hadn't played it. Had I played it before we got the expansion or whatever, I would have snagged it when we were there so i guess if we find it when we're somewhere else we're like at gen con or whatever we're gonna have to buy it yeah because now i'm mad about it (laughs) yeah this is a this is a game that i've said on this podcast many times i think is very it's a it's a hidden gem it's one of those Mm -hmm. that you know simon when they had it they were really you know they were really on board with it, and it seemed like a lot of people were. And then I think Simon must have, in the uh, wake of things that they've been doing, must have lost the rights to it. So now it's just Good Games Publishing that has it. And, you know, it's one of those that just you have to find a copy on eBay or on yeah, for Board a Game Geek shit or something. ton of money. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully we're waiting. I've already put my request on. Um, I can't remember if it's cool stuff that has it um, that. I put uh, put it there as a remind me when it's back in. I think Miniature Marker doesn't even know, doesn't even have it in their system, so that kind of sucks. 
Hmm. Um, and unfortunately, you can't get it on Good Games Publishing site because they get it, they send it to other different third parties to sell it. So uh, let's talk about. The so when you buy it for me, I'll give you my address. <laughs> That's right. That's so, cool. Yeah. If you if you have a if you can find a copy, please snag it. Not for us, but for you. Or for both of us. <laughs> um, so, the, yeah, that was my side note is I had to play the base game before playing the expansion because it wouldn't have made sense because I wanted to know mm-hmm. how the base worked first. So we played it several times and then hauled in the expansion with the extra cart, different types of cards. Uh, so some of the things that, that this expansion adds to the game is you've got some uh, updated rule changes like the mulligan rule, uh, updated cleanup step. It's not... It's not rewriting the whole thing, so I'm not going to go over every little thing just because it's not it's not super important to go over it. Um, there's some different icon or some new icons like some billboard attractions, store attractions, uh, theme wildcard, which you can name it. Name this question mark theme any theme that you don't have already. Uh, development. You so. did some um, card swap changes too. That's right. Yep. So you have to take some of your cards out, put the new ones in. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't rewrite the whole game, but it just makes it a little easier. Kind of helps out a little bit. You must have cleaned it up and streamlined stuff or whatever. Exactly. There's some new game changers, which help the either make the game a a little bit harder, a little bit easier, which is cool. And then they add the themes. And uh, so let's just start with the first theme that's on here is Alien. So with Alien, not only are you going to have these influence for people coming in and buying stuff, but you're also going to have this alien influence, which gives you these tokens that kind of help you get different um, attractions in your area. But also what you can do is you can abduct other people from either your park, if you don't want your if you don't want any any of your uh, mem- staff members there, or you can grab somebody else's mm-hmm. and it basically throws them out of the game for now. But it, they can come back. I think it just goes, I think it, they just get shuffled back into the park deck. So then they can kind of, you know, you can grab them again. But it's kind of cool to be like, you know, like the aliens are just like, oh, we're going to take you out of this part. Oh, you can't be in here anymore. You know, I can't, I like that. Yeah, they're like little um, numbered tokens that you uh, put into play when you are playing this um, new added card. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And I and I like it. They look like little alien alien eggs from like they do. the movie Alien. When, now that you say eggs, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, what are those green bubbles? <laughs> and then now that you said eggs, it makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, if you actually have some of these alien, if you have some of these alien influence tokens at the end, you actually get two points for every one, which is cool. And then if you another thing with these alien influence tokens too is when you put them on staff members, they don't get their special abilities on them and stuff like that during their step. So it's kind of cool. It kind of, it not only takes them out of, out of the game eventually, but it also removes those abilities and whatever. um, Like if they were to be able to use them for like income and stuff like that, that would negate all that stuff. So I think that's really cool. Another cool thing I like about this too, is that with the uh, alien abducting, you can, uh, abduct other aliens too. You don't have to just abduct. abduct. <laughs> you don't just. So I maybe I'm abducted by aliens, but you don't have. You don't have to just abduct humans. You can do aliens also, which I think is pretty awesome. Be like, hey, get out of my, get out of my park, you stupid alien. Beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> so what did you think about the alien um, 
the alien theme. It was good. I I would have to say I don't know if this one was my favorite one. Yeah. Partially because you irritated me because you kept taking my guys away. I <laughs> kept abducting everybody. Yeah. Because that's what good aliens do, people. Yeah. You worked hard to abduct my people. Yeah. I did a pretty good job. Uh, and again, I love I love the art on Unfair because it just it gives all these things a great look. You know, like the saucer slide and uh, and the holographic emitter and stuff like that it just it looks it just looks got a good theme to it i love the artist on this i can't remember who the artist is he has a weird name it's like mr mr maguganator or something and i forget what his mr. name is mr maguganator mr maguganator where is it i know it's on this book i'm gonna look at it quick i'm gonna look on it quick 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 mr cuttington <laughs> i love that that's also yorgo Salamanis, boy, I cannot. I'm sorry, Yorgo, I cannot repronounce your last name. And Naomi Robinson. Salamanis. Salamanis, Yorgo, and Mr. Cuttington. Which. I love it that he doesn't. They don't give his first name. But then in parentheses, it says David Forrest and Lena Cosette. So they must be. So are they. Yeah. Mr. Cunningham? They. Mr. Cunningham? Mr. Cuttington. Cuttington. <laughs> yeah, it must be because they they name it twice in here. So, so those two people make Mister Cuttington or Cuttingham, which, which is interesting. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, That's pretty pretty. Uh, I've never seen that. It's pretty epic. Yeah, to, that is pretty to cool. combine two names to call them something that doesn't even relate, but mm-hmm. pretty sweet. Um, the next one they have is the B movie, which is all you know. Old school B movie, you know, attractions, attractions and, and stuff like that. And... It just looks all, you know, all B movie ish. Um, the cool thing about this theme is that you can do panoramas. So if you ever played the original Unfair and you saw at the bottom of the card, they've got these little three square spots, and some of them uh, are white and one of them is red colored in, and you actually use those to make your panoramas. So if you have so when you're putting your uh, when you're putting your attractions down your cards, you have to put them from left to right. But there are some cards in here that may, can make you switch them around, switch them around. But you know you want to use that strategy of putting them side by side, depending upon how you can make those panoramas. Because if you make uh, a certain size panorama, then you get points at the end of the game for that. Which, which I, I did. Yeah, you you you. That was a, when we played really this for the that. very first time. I did a panorama. Yeah, yeah. Because we had talked to him, and I was like, "Boom, yeah. panorama." Yep. So you can do partials, but mostly you want to do a full panorama to get those points. Yep. Um, they also have uh, panorama wild cards, which actually help you be able to put it wherever, and then it will it will be it will help you to make that full panorama, which I think is pretty cool. Didn't you say in the original, they didn't talk too much about panoramas? No, they didn't talk about it at all. So um, what was cool about this is they talked more about panorama. Yeah. Or about panoramas. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not even more. No, yeah. So when you talked about them, I'm like, well, since I'm playing the pan... pan Not panorama cards. Since I'm playing B-movie, I'm going to try panorama and see where it gets me and... I think it was successful for me. Yeah, yeah, you did really good. Um, it's funny too because when we first started playing this game, me and Mike, we noticed 
those little things at the bottom were like, what the heck does this mean? You know? And it's cool that they had a plan in place that they were able to use it instead of just being like, here's just something that you'll never know. You know? That kind of thing. Um, well, and maybe that was the plan all along and they just never communicated it. Yeah. For the original. Mm-hmm. Like the base game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you score pretty big points if you can get if you can get these together. Like for partial panoramas, for two cards it's five, for three it's ten, for four it's twenty five, for five it's thirty five, and for six it's forty five points. And then if you do complete ones, then it's for two it's ten, it just goes up by five basically. Well no, it actually goes more the more that you get up there. So ten for two, twenty for three, forty for four, and sixty for five, which is that's if you can get that far, that's that's a lot of points. That means you're going to be doing pretty well. I think I did three. Yeah, I? yeah, yeah. And the side, cool, middle side. Yeah, and it's funny too because with these, with this game, there are some flavor text and stuff like that to kind of help with the theme. And a lot of times I don't pay that much attention to it, but with this B movie part, like it really had a lot of cool things where it was like, oh, this and then that, you know, like one of them is like never swim alone and. <laughs> It's got this, looks like this creature from the Blue Lagoon coming after this lady and he's got sunglasses on. It's so stupid, but it's just, I like, I like this theme because it it adds a little more story to it, which mm-hmm. I think is cool. But yeah, it, it just, you know, it adds a lot more, a lot more stuff to it, which I think is, I think is cool. It's, it's one of those that even though the B movie, the B, the B movie theme isn't that, I don't know, it's not that much in your face. Like, if you look at all, like, the in-between stuff, like I was talking with the story stuff, then it really it really comes together really well. I like that. What mm-hmm. about you? What did you think about it? Yeah, I like that one, too. One of my favorite, actually, one of my favorite themes on here, which, I mean, you just, you can't go wrong with dinosaurs. So they had a dinosaur theme here where when you have these dinosaurs, you add your dinosaurs as an upgrade to your attractions, but also it's this high risk, high reward. So a lot of times it'd be like, okay, because you have these awesome dinosaurs, you're going to be tr- attracting lots of people. They're going to be like, oh, a t- you know, a T-Rex or, oh, a Ceratosaurus. Boy, I cannot pronounce these names. That's the only part that sucks. I can never <laughs> pronounce. Oh, a Stegosaurus, you know. But the only thing that sucks is that uh, at the end of a round, you're actually going to be rolling dice. And if you hit this certain amount of, or this certain number, depending upon what dinosaur it is, they could actually close your attraction because they're destroying your attraction. There's such a risk. Yeah. They're risky. Yeah, exactly. You know, which may which makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Because like you cannot you cannot contain a dinosaur unless unless you have an electrified fence. <laughs> so they have an electrified fence card, which will happy help protect you from those dinosaurs. So then during the round, if you have, or during the end of the round, if you have that electrified fence on there and no one else has taken that off of your um, attraction, then you don't have to make those rolls to, you mm-hmm. know, for them to destroy it or whatever. Another thing. Uh, Wasn't there another card in, in that one that you could play that would help you too, or was it just the fence? Because I like to take away the fence for you. Yeah. I think I, yeah, the fence had, there was, was a awesome. card that, well, no, the fence was awesome for you, yeah. but I would. When you would um, build up your dinosaurs in a park, I would try to get rid of your electrified fence. Yeah, exactly. And you have, there's a lot of cards that get rid of upgrades, so that was kind Oh, of maybe it was just a basic getting rid of an upgrade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought there was another card that helped you keep your big fancy attractions. Oh, I'm sure there probably was. 
Um, another thing I like about this this too that kind of is a little bit different is that instead of having the instead of having showcase cards which you would have in this game, they're basically really good attractions to help you win the game. Basically, that you can use. I think it's mostly most of the time it's twenty twenty gold or twenty dollars or whatever to build. This time you have replacement park entrances, so they will help on different things like it. Like they will actually have you have more have more people come to your attractions or your guest capacity is just ridiculous like this mesozoic arches one is instead of your basic 15 that you can sometimes upgrade it starts at 25 so you can't have a super attraction but you can have a lot of people coming to your stuff if you have enough dinosaurs and you know and uh, attractions and stuff like that i thought it mm-hmm. was really cool so that that was one that was like by far one of my favorites. So that's one of your favorites. I didn't use the dinosaur one nearly as much mm-hmm. um, as you did. It was to my benefit when it came to blueprint cards mm-hmm. and building some dinosaur stuff in my park to be able to collect and get points for my blue point mm-hmm. blue blue mm-hmm. points blueprints. That's when it became really beneficial to collect dinosaur eggs and stuff like that. And then uh, lastly. Uh theme that i didn't really get too into but it's the western theme so with this one it doesn't have the score the panorama scoring but if you play it in combination with something that has panoramas like the b movie one you can actually have some special features to uh do better things with the western theme another cool thing is they had another card called the vacant lot which actually gives you plus three plus three capacity so you could have more People come and visit your Western theme, which I thought was pretty cool. I didn't really do much with that one. Yeah. Um, the only time I ever put something out there Western related was so that I could get additional points at the end. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think we, our tendency was to play with the other, the other ones more than that Western one. Yeah. Because nothing yeah. really caught, no. nothing caught my eye on that one. No, which is funny because there's, there's really not much to this really. I mean, again, with the whole like. You know, tr- having special abilities with the panoramas and then the vacant lot and then having the Western theme added to it and just some of the different, you know, like flavor text and stuff like that, it adds yeah. to it. But it's it, it's weird. It's almost like they kind of just threw it in, just kind of like, oh, Western theme is cool. Let's do that. But, like, it doesn't really add to the, to the overall play of the game, you know, other than just being another theme for me. Well, me, yeah, maybe they just wanted to have four new options versus three yeah which is which is weird because it feels like they put so much into the other themes but in this one it's just they just kind of an afterthought yeah yeah exactly yeah so let's let's do our rate on the on the expansion for unfair here for alien b-movie dinosaur and western so here's our rating system so we have a collection keeper so it's basically one that we're going to have our collection. We're not going to get rid of it. It's going to be something that most more than often we're going to be like, we want to play this game more than anything else. We have a fair player, which is we're going to play this one a hand, you know, a decent amount of times. It's not going to be one we grab every time, but it's going to be one of those that when we see it, we go, oh, yeah, yeah, we should play that. That'll be fun. Uh, our next rating is overlooked. It's going to be one of those that maybe we'll play one or two times a year. Probably won't be played all that often, but we'll be like, okay, you know, maybe we could bring this one to the table now. That'd be fun. 
And then our last one is the unfortunate passer. It's just not quite our thing. So Tracy, what do you think about your rating for the unfair expansion? I would give it a fair player. Cool. Why is that? And I would say fair player because, well, at least at this time, because I would say I want to play it more than a game that just sits on the shelf every and gets to play every once in a while in a year because I like how the um, new cards pair up with the old ones. Mm -hmm. So when we played, let's say, Dinosaur and it paired up with Gangster or B-Movie paired up with... It's another one. I want to say Robop. Either way, I like how they um, pair up together. And I think it adds for different... different um, variety instead of just playing all the characters from the base game. I don't know. I just like the game as a whole mm -hmm. to be able to pick it up and try to have the gotcha factor of that. And I feel like the expansion has added at least three out of the four. I don't want to call them characters, but three out of the four new park features have added a little bit more oomph to with the alien tokens and how Kurt can really irk me by taking away my characters and, I don't know, adding panoramas and things like that. I just think that there's enough there that I would want to bring it to the table more than just once a year mm -hmm. or twice a year. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'd want to play it all the time, but I think it makes for a fair player. I agree. I, I also think it's a fair player. I, I really like this game. I, I don't think it's a it's a one I'm going to want to play like all the time, but yeah, it's one of those games that even with the base game, you could play this game over and over and over again and not really get the same feel to it. And now that you added all these other themes to it, it's that's a, there's a lot there. Well, and we honestly, we did play it a lot. Yeah. When we first um, got the expansion to review... Granted, we want to play it a lot because we want to be able to give our honest feedback on it, but we played it a lot mm -hmm. because we wanted to get the feel for all the different characters. Mm -hmm. Or I keep calling them characters because themes. themes, I mean, I think of them as characters just because I think of Alien mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. But it is more, it is thematic, but we played it a lot, like no, twice a night, probably night after night after night, because we wanted to be able to get the feel for it. We'd, we'd keep it set out on our table because mm -hmm. we wanted to be able to give a fair review, not mm -hmm. an unfair review. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but yeah, there's and and there's things that we didn't even do with like there's like the game changers. We didn't even use those. You know, there's even one of the cool things about this expansion too is like they had a thing where it's like, okay, if you want to make it a lot easier, you can take some of this stuff out or take some of the unfair events out towards the end so you can have a better experience. So, you know, if you feel like, you know, it's being a little too unfair, ha, 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 then you can make it a little easier, which is cool. And, yeah, but like I said, it just, it just adds to an overall game that is super awesome. The only negative thing I think about this is that you it's hard to find this game. We don't have it. We play Mike's version. We play Mike's game. 
uh, when we got this review copy, I'm like, Mike, you're going to have to keep it at your house because that's yours now. And unfortunately, because we can't find this a copy for ourselves. So and we should have just bought it. Yep. So, yes. But that would be our beef. And then not super fans of the Western theme. Yeah. But then again, we don't walk around our house with... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and it doesn't... It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. And it doesn't take away from the game at all. Either. Oh, no. You know, it's just... They could have, Not our favorite. They could have done more. Yep. So I think if at some point I find out that this game is available, I will let everyone know so everyone can grab it. But, uh, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's, he's looking it up right now on Amazon, and yeah. some, somebody's person, selling it for $150. Which, don't ever buy that. Don't do it. Oh, my God. It is a very good game, and it's not worth that much money. No so, offense. Yeah. Good games. Publishing. Yeah. However, $150? Yep. Actually, here's our advice. Good Games Publishing, get on making more of those games so we can all have them. <laughs> Not just at conventions, but at and in the comfort of our own home. Yeah. So there you go. That was our review of Unfair. If you have any questions, comments. The expansion. Unfair, the expansion. Destair. No. Uh, I wasn't even looking yeah. at you. <laughs> no, I was looking at you with the Destair. Oh, okay. That's what okay. I meant. Uh, so if you have any questions, comments about the unfair expansion, make nice sure work. you let us know at MFGCast on Twitter or join our Facebook page and get in on the conversation. We'd love to talk to you. Do so, it. Yeah. So until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this was... The MFGCast. Thanks for listening. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.